One of my kids asked me once, which is more important, Christmas or Easter? It was a question I hadn't ever thought of before. Which is more important, Christmas or Easter? And it occurred to me that they are both equally important because the significance of one rests on the significance of the other. What would it be to celebrate Christ's death and resurrection? Of what significance would it be to recognize that the Savior died for us if it wasn't a real death? If it wasn't somehow really painful? A real body that really died? Because then we understand the resurrection to be about a real body that was really raised. That real death was broken in the resurrection. So it is that we have to recognize the validity, the power, the significance of the Incarnation. Because it is when we know that God has come and dwelt among us, incarnate among us, that we can anticipate the gift in the Resurrection. They are yoked together. The Gospel of John talks about this, how it is that the Son of God one part of the triune God, three equal parts, all of one. How it is that Jesus the Christ was there from the very beginning and in fact is all around and among us and yet came at a very specific time in history. That God came and dwelt among us. Our gospel lesson used the word lived among us. But to understand the Greek translation is to understand that that it is that God came and tented among us. That's the Greek word, tented. Came and resided. Set up a place. And it is meaningful that God came and dwelt among us, valuing us so much that he decided to do so. Wanting a relationship with us so much that he came in the form of one with whom we are often open to being in relationship with, a baby. The fact that God came and was incarnate sets the stage for what is to come, the gift of life in the resurrection. And so somehow time collapses in on itself in the Feast of the Incarnation. On this principal feast day, one of the two pivotal points of our theology, that God became man and dwelt among us. Time collapses in on itself because we know, even as we come to honor and to celebrate the birth of Christ, our Savior, we know we celebrate that because of what comes later. If you look in your hymnal at hymn 104, you'll see this very well said. And I invite you to turn to your hymnal, to page 104, hymn 104. And while you're doing that, I'm going to ask my two acolytes to take their tour shares and come stand here at the bottom step with them, please. We're going to sing hymn 104 at communion. If you guys would come and just stand right down here at the bottom. We're going to sing hymn 104 at communion, and you will hear it played in a moment as I invite you to come forward for a moment of prayer. 
You can see in the words there that even as the stable lamp is lighted, we have a hint of the future. That every stone shall cry, not only because of the birth of the Savior, but what is to come. You see what will happen in Palm Sunday in stanza two. That this child born in David's city, Bethlehem, will enter into Jerusalem, riding in triumph, and the palm branches will be strewn in front of him, and every stone shall cry. The stones of the pavement on which the donkey walks will cry out about who it is that is coming. And it reminds us that Christ will be forsaken and yielded up to die, and that the whole earth will groan. Even the stones will cry. But in the end, as in the beginning, all creation bows to the Creator, the one who came among us, God incarnate, Jesus the Christ, because in God's incarnation, we are given away for our own salvation, our own redemption, our own resurrection, because God, in becoming flesh, was able to triumph over death, real death. That is what we come to celebrate on this Feast of the Incarnation, that God values humanity so much that God would come among us. I'm going to invite Arno in just a moment to start to play this hymn. And while he plays it, I invite you to come forward, and I'm going to put a little box of candles where I'm standing. And you can light a candle, if you would like, from one of the acolytes to our shares and place it in the sandbox that's at the base of the manger. If you've ever been here on Good Friday, you'll know that we do the same thing at the foot of the cross. This is our time to recognize the gift that we have been given in the light of the world. Jesus the Christ, our Savior, our Lord, and our King. O oh, come, let us adore him. <laughs> 